0: Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your blessings that you blessed us since Wednesday morning. So much blessing you poured upon us on the face of the earth. We appreciate you. We are grateful, son of God, in the mighty name of Jesus. I ask that you would help me this short moment. Help me to find right words, right words that would both bless your people, but much more, you know, prepare the ground for your servant. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Let's say Amen. Amen. Just very briefly, can we turn our Bibles to the book of Second Corinthians, chapter two? What I find stead in my heart as a charge is to stir all of our hearts, you know, to really, really trust that the Lord would, you know, stir the grace of God upon his servant to bring blessing to us. Let's say amen. Now, I've taken, it just occurred to me um, some while ago that Canada's meetings that are, you know, for Canada brethren, even before the lockdown started, that meetings in Canada have, you know, this flavor of, you know, uh, receiving open, open doors. You know, School of the Spirit earlier in the year had that characteristics. There was so much open door. Similarly was the convention, Canada convention last year. There was also so much open door. Now, what has happened in the last two, three days is, you know, for uh, want of better way to qualify it is a miracle. What has happened you know, uh, I, I know my understanding is so limited as to what has happened, but the measure that I have understood, I know something great broke into our midst, and much more broke into the earth. So it gave me, you know, uh, it's also I just found myself thinking, the measure I could, you know, uh, ponder around it, that there must be something about the atmosphere of Canada, there must be something about the lot of the work of God in Canada. Now, there's something about God. God does not play with geographies. In the scheme of God, places are of great importance in the delivery of God's things. John needed to be on the Isle of Patmos. Though Satan might have, you know, um, orchestrated him, being beaten, they tried to kill him, they couldn't succeed, then they threw him, you understand, to the Isle of Patmos, but that was the best place he needed to be. If he had been somewhere else, the possibility of him missing out on, you know, the right frame of mind, the right disposition of heart, the positioning of the spirit around him for him to, you know, accurately pick what the Lord was bringing for the church of all generations. I don't think you understand how this book of Revelation matters, not just to the early church, but to us. If one word is wrongly placed, it can affect the whole agenda of God. So they must have actually tailored John. Satan was tailoring him. But behind, there was a bigger picture. God was tailoring him. To make sure he was at the Isle of Patmos for the ultimate word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Now, in the book of 2 Corinthians, where I wanted us to read, you know, verse 12, 2 Corinthians, verse 12, Paul was speaking, chapter 2, verse 12, he said, furthermore, Paul was speaking, he said, when I came to Troas to preach Christ's gospel, and a door was opened unto me of the Lord. Now, one thing the Lord did two nights ago was that a mighty door was opened it is obvious that the door was open. And it's obvious that the Lord took advantage of, you know, Canada's meeting to open that door. So a, lot, a few thoughts, you know, were bubbling in my heart, you know, when I was told I was going to give charge, not necessarily doctrinally inclined, is to talk, What I, that thing, you know, even though I uh, got the, cha- uh, the message from Pastor Moses earlier on, you understand, you know, some things one could see and there, but one thing stuck in my heart is to talk about that apostolic grace of God that the Lord had put upon his servant. That there is something about that kind of grace. Of course, the Lord appeared, you know, I'll say it again by God's grace, the Lord appeared to Kenneth Agin in 1987, you know, where the, the, the same here, when the book Plans, Purpose, and Pursuit came out, he gave gifts unto men, and the Lord began to teach him about you know, um, apostolic ministry, the way they are in the scriptures and prophetic ministry, the way they are in the scriptures. And the Lord said, you understand, there are four classes of apostles. He said, he is the chief apostle who is the lamb of God and that there will never be an apostle like him. Then he said, second class apostles are apostles who were with him from the day he was baptized at Jordan until he was taken up on Mount Olives in the book of Acts chapter 1. Then he said taught class apostles are apostles whom he enabled to see the foundation and to lay the foundation like Paul, James, Jude, John, the Lord said all of those who wrote epistles were taught class apostles and they laid foundation of the house for the church of all generations then the lord went further and said there is fourth class apostles whom you understand he raises to see the foundation and build upon the foundation of course, you know the apostolic strength in many measures. There are a lot of things around it, but one thing we've found, we've seen with the servant of God, you know, and that thing has been in my spirit since morning. I've tried to push it away. To be frank, I think I understand it's Sunday school. I can teach it in 30 minutes. Some things will be said, but that stuck in my spirit. I wanted to go through every other, many other things to say. And you know, at times, Satan will accuse you. You know, why are you saying this thing? Is it because you want this? Is it because you want that? I checked it very well. It just stuck in my spirit to talk about that apostolic, you know, authority. That the things we are hearing is not just because you understand. First of all, it's not the sheer will of the servant of God. I remember that first night. He said he came. He wanted to teach on the the you know the everlasting senses. Having the everlasting mind. But the Lord who is the head of the work. Reroutes the meeting through another door. Let's say amen. And you know the things that now happened. Thursday night. That visitation was scary. The truth is that that visitation, with the little one has found grace following God's servant, some visitations are scary. The things that have been said, that are being said are scary. And I just felt stirred in my heart. You know, Satan asked different ways, like Pastor Bukimi, while leading prayers, was making mention of, somebody might be like, you understand, why are you guys dragging it? Why are you guys stretching it? Christ is Christ. You understand, you know, the, Jesus is Jesus. There's no need stretching it. But the truth is, the Lord by that authority that is put upon his servant, will keep, you understand, you know, stretching us until we eat his mark. Let's say amen. Now, one scripture came to my mind also in that regard. uh, Second Peter chapter 3. Second Peter chapter 3. That visitation of two nights ago, yesterday night, and, you know, uh, as the Lord would have it, we don't know how the Lord would go today. Verse 15, Second Peter chapter 3, verse 15. These are scriptures that I found at some point. I felt it like if I wanted to, to blow. You understand? I felt power surging within me. When I, the more I thought around those things. This is Paul uh, being, you know, spoken of by Peter. He said, and accounts that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation. Even as our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom given unto him, at written unto you. Now, one hallmark of apostolic ministry is the wisdom. Every time the Lord adds to, if it's, for example, if it's an apostle of Christ, for example, you know, the hallmark of that apostolic ministry is wisdom. You know, Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, you know, verse 10, when he was talking about him being an apostle of Christ, he said, according to the wisdom, grace that is given unto me as a wise master builder. So the grace really is wisdom that was given unto him. So either though, before this wisdom was given to Paul or this grace was given to Paul, there was how Paul saw scriptures as a believer. There was how he saw it as a Pharisee, as a Jew. An encounter with the Lord began to change his perception. That encounter on the way to Damascus, he saw things. He saw that vision. I'm sure he must have seen things that he ordered his Jewish mind. And that encounter began to tamper with how he began to see scriptures from that day. But much more, when he fully came into the apostolic strength as an apostle of Christ, he came into wisdom. So, if you hear Paul speak, he will be talking by a wisdom. And, you know, Peter's talking about Paul. He said, our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom that was given unto him. Now, the wisdom that was given unto him was grace that was given to him. So, another way you can describe grace is wisdom. And every time a, a wisdom comes in addition to what a person has as a minister in this strength, it begins to bring forth new definitions, definitions that have always been there but not been seen. because by wisdom is a house built. And by understanding it's established. So one thing that you understand, you know each addition, of door. When doors are opening, doors really, really are doors of wisdom. I'm saying that because I first stared in my heart that the visitations obviously that began to come since Wednesday night, you understand, you know, clicked so much on Thursday, you understand, has brought wisdom. And it will be beautiful if by God's grace, we looking at the Lord, that the Lord will magnify that grace of God that he has brought upon his servant. Let's say amen. I didn't hear you say amen. I didn't hear you say amen. I didn't hear you say amen. That the same mouths that have said things at a particular pedigree, wisdom being poured forth, In the book of Psalms 45, it said, grace is poured into the lips of the Lord. Now, wisdom can be poured. And when wisdom is poured, the same scriptures that one has taught with a lower wisdom will begin to bring a better meaning. Better meaning if it is grace of father that comes. One will begin to, the the things of the father that have been judged and concluded as Christ the grace of the Father or the grace of everlasting life will begin to shed light on it. Now, we need capacity like Pastor Bukumi was praying. If, for example, they said this thing is Christ and all of a sudden they now say this one is Christ, then this other one is not really Christ. It's now Father. It's It will be, it will be somehow to us if we kick against that operation. Of course, no one of us easily accepts it. Am I saying the truth? Does, is there anybody that easily accepts it? When Pastor T.J. was giving his example yesterday, and I said he's speaking for us, that he had something, I just felt like, no, why are we dragging this thing? I said, thank you, Pastor, you are speaking for all of us. Eh? I remember years ago, you know, Daddy, you know, in some, one, one year, that year, I had so much trouble of the devil in my life, so much trouble. So Daddy at convention was that gave a word of knowledge, he there's somebody here, uh, Satan is threatening your life, you understand, you know, he wants to kill you if you are that person, get up, so I got up. <laughs> when I got up, later people came to me Some they were crying, they were like, why would you get up? I said, oh, the, the word was, for, it was addressing real issues of my life and I was now feeling bad I was like, I only responded to the word I something threatening my life then later some of the pastors came to me more than one, two, three pastors they said, thank you for standing for us <laughs> He said, actually, when reference one of them said, I wanted to stand up. I already, I was like, well, what would be how would it be if a pastor stands up? What would it be? He said, when you stood up, I just one of the he said, When you stood up, I said, one has gone for us. <laughs> he said, That's the law of scripture. Who will go for us. He said, As you stood up, we know you have stood for us. So when Pastor TJ was saying yesterday that when things are stretched, you understand, not stretched for stretching sake, when more grace is poured forth, humanly speaking, we shrink back. And oftentimes, it limits how that thing comes. Now, the last two days, if you are very, very keen at hearing, at some point, daddy will say, God, help me. You know, by reason of being around our daddy, particularly that privilege of following him around, we've just mastered the art of, to a degree, the art of meetings. Just master. At times, you can tell that, that this thing, God blessed the meeting, but you can tell we didn't eat it. But for your safety sake, you'll be like, oh, God has blessed the meeting. Now maybe you now follow the servant of God. Many times I've done into the toilet after the meeting. He wants to be, and he will telling you, he will say, ah, "Can you worship? the thing they didn't open?" But people were blessed. The Lord blessed people. The blessing was brought. The angel, if it's an angel, came. Sometimes the Lord comes, but the blessing was not received. And oftentimes Satan does that. The minister in some cases by stature, can receive it. In some other cases, the minister himself will not receive it. The people will not receive it. The thing will go. Now, somebody might be like, it's a lie. It's possible. A thousand times possible. Now, Satan can put doubts in the heart of the people for what is being said. And there are certain ministering spirits. When they come, doubt pushes them away. The heights that they are coming from, doubt is an offense. It is love on the part of those ministry spirit not to bring judgment. When one came to Zachariah because he doubted at this pedigree of an high priest, they said he would not talk. So, so a lot of things happen in meetings, conversation. Two nights ago, yesterday night, I, you can go and listen to it. At some point, daddy will say, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Utterance, utterance. Now it's, you know, if daddy wants to say something, but the thing is not coming out. Oftentimes, Satan can bring sleep. That one, we all need to fight it. But he can bring doubt. I'm particular about doubt. He can bring doubt. An angel, you understand? You know, we need to trust God by faith. Everybody say by faith. Everybody is not answering me. Everybody say by faith. We need to trust God by faith. It's a scripture. He said, believe in the Lord your God. You will be established. And he said, believe in his prophets. You will move forward. So, prosper is to move forward. So, prosperity in the things of God is tied to mouths of prophets. Prophets, you understand, are those who God puts his, his laws in their mouth for us to hear. So, part of the thing I found stirred in my spirit is that, wood, you, know, you know, as the Lord is opening doors, honestly, something great happened since the beginning of this Canada's Believers Convention. Something great. Yesterday night Daddy was talking to some of the ministers. He said there is something about this thing that has happened. He said there is something about it. May we not make light of what the Lord is making weight of. That we need to trust God. If something is telling you, okay, which one is New Jerusalem again? Which one is uh, you know, heaven and earth, possessor of heaven and earth? Some things we need to believe before we will understand. As a matter of fact, that height is blessed is he that believeth when he has not seen. Now somebody will say, well, no, no, that's not scripture. Read your Bible in the book of, in the second Peter. It's a womb having not seen, yet you believe. They have not seen him. Not seen him, there is not vision. That's second Peter chapter 1 verse 8. Is it second Peter? First Peter. it a womb having not seen, you love. In whom, though now you see him not yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. It is this state that leads to verse 9, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your soul. Now, that's what he said in verse 8. He was describing the state of that church. They have not seen, but they rejoice. Imagine if all of us are full of rejoicing in every meeting. It will do something. The servant of God wouldn't want to encourage us. We should be encouraging him. Yesterday night, the servant of God said, I am fighting a spirit here. If he is fighting a spirit, man, we should take our own spirits and fight it. We should believe. You know, unbelief shows in the face. How many of you, know, as a minister, as a minister, I can tell unbelief in people's face. When you are preaching, just look at somebody who doesn't believe you. It shows. The person is telling you. Even if he's laughing, you know this guy no agree. But you just laugh by faith. <laughs> in agreement. May we not be like that. I want us to pray tonight. I, that's what I find stead in my spirit. You know, I have that word in my spirit. Believe what I've brought upon my servant. I have that word in my spirit. Believe it believe it because it has come forth to bless us can we pray both here in canada wherever you're streaming from lord help our own belief it's a good prayer to pray lord help my own belief all of us we are not sufficient of ourselves to believe the lord needs to help our own belief can we pray in tongues can we pray with our understanding lord help you know sometimes some people might not doubt but they are just not participating the mind is left out, is left off. Can we pray, Lord? Help my own belief. Help my. I want to participate with all saints in the things that you are giving at this time. Help my own belief. Raise my faith in what you are doing in this season. Raise my faith. Your word says to believe in your prophet. You said it. Help me to believe, oh God. Help me to believe. Help us to believe. As a people, increase our quota of faith in believing the Lord God and in believing your prophet. Can we also pray for utterance once again? That the Lord will grant utterance, utterance, help for his servants. Yade manota Yade Manesi Yade Morena Yebayeto Robossi Balateni Yaba.